Sunday morning, y'all. Get get your work mind back in gear. <sighs> you, How you got guys your doing? you got your work mind in gear, <laughs> Matthew. I might have been late to the office this morning, but hey, we're here on time on Back Row Radio. I'm just glad that it was you and not me <laughs> for the first time, like ever. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, there were days that I thought it was gonna be you. And you were just like five minutes late. And I'm yeah, like, oh, but I man. rolled in like. Sent me a message and everything. I'm going to be there just a few seconds. I'm like, ah, that's not fair. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, slip right through the old alarm. But uh, I made it. I'm here. Coming up on today's show, things turning 50 in 2019. Teaching your lousy kids some respect. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and you're one important rivet. But first, today is January 14th. And we've got a few holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? Um, I feel like we have a lot of holidays There's today. several, yes. Like, <laughs> a ton. This first one I'm pretty excited about, though. I know yeah. a lot of people are going to be like, for real? What? <laughs> but listen, there aren't many days, aside from my birthday, that we get to celebrate the greatness of me. <laughs> but on this day, I get to participate in it. Today is Caesarean Section Day. Ah, C-section day. C-section. And so, are All you... All three of mine were okay, C-sections. Okay, I, I thought maybe you were a C-section baby, oh, and that's no. what you were saying. Great. So now you're making me feel like we don't get to celebrate me. We have to celebrate my kids yeah. once again. <laughs> Always still in the spotlight from me. Gosh. <clears throat> oh, man. Whatever. Ugh. All right, so, yeah, I mean, it seems like a weird thing. To celebrate? To celebrate as a holiday. I mean, like, I'm assuming it's the day that it was created or maybe Probably. the first day that they had a successful one. I don't know. But still, seems like a strange holiday instead of just like a fun fact. Hey, today was the day. Yeah. But no, it's a holiday. Well, but I got to say, like, to all you mamas out there who have had C-section babies. So for a long time, Matt, I struggled with, struggled with feeling like like I wasn't. As good as the moms who had natural births, because I, my body never went through that. Yeah, I would agree with that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Throwing throw things, things at, at him. Um, <clears throat> and I think that that's a common thought with moms who only have C-sections. They yeah. never get to experience like, the natural, natural childbirth. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So to all you moms out there, rock on. <laughs> yeah. See, uh, Daedra's sister-in-law, who had kids before we did. Um, both her kids before we did. Uh, she was C-section both times. Yeah. Uh, but Daedra was uh, natural both times. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I mean, I guess is it just because is the only reason they go to C-section because of complications? Um. Well, typically, typically for your first one, there's a complication of some sort, and either with the mom or with the baby. Right. And then after that. Depending on the doctor, whether you have a good doctor, a knowledgeable doctor or not, you may be able to V back. Which V back? Yeah. So that sounds like that's really what it's called. Sounds like a kind of bacon. And it's an acronym <laughs> for. I'm gonna say a word that's gonna make you uncomfortable, but it's vaginal birth after cesarean. <laughs> that's what V back stands for. Ah, gotcha. So. <clears throat> Sorry to all all you people out there, but 
Anyway. V back. V back. V back. And I. (laughs) (laughs) That's a parody song in the making right there. Just for moms. Just for moms. Hey, I want you to do it now. (laughs) Um. So I had uh, typically, if you have a really good doctor, they'll allow you to do that after your first cesarean. But yeah, I heard in one. I heard in most cases though, if you've and had one, they usually and it's so crazy because you can your body can handle it. But yeah, doctors scare moms into thinking now after two because there's scar tissue and there's an excess amount of scar tissue. And then even with Mila, I was told by the doctor, now whether or not this is 100% true, because, you know, sometimes doctors just use scare tactics. But they highly encouraged me to get my tubes tied with Mila because any more scar tissue after that, even throughout the pregnancy, Mm. if I had had a fourth child, it could have done more damage to my body, hemorrhaging and and things like that, bleeding out. Goodness gracious. Yeah. So, and those are things that you just don't really think about. <coughs> Didn't consider. expect that that H word here. What is hemorrhaging, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> you definitely could not be in the medical field. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm lucky that I was in the room when my kids were born. <laughs> And I was not looking at a lot of things. <laughs> Matt's counting the tiles on the ceiling. I was I was very much the the stereotypical sitcom dad. Yeah. That just was seconds away from passing out the entire time. But you didn't pass out. I didn't. And that's a good thing. I I, I held that leg, and did my duty. Good job. <laughs> and then I saw the placenta that first time and just nope nope, nope. I gotta back up gotta back up we gotta look this way. See, and I didn't Miracle see of any life. of those yep, things. I'm looking over here. <laughs> yeah, danger, yeah, danger didn't either. Yeah. And, well, with a C-section, you've got that curtain up in front of you. Yeah. So you which was probably good, because had I been able to see them slicing me from hip to hip, I probably would have freaked out a little bit. Um, but with Topher, <laughs> Topher obviously was my first. He was my first C-section. I had labored all the way up to 10, went to give my first push, and the doctor comes in and he's like, nope emergency c-section we're done Topher had fully extended his neck he was chin up so had he come out the birth canal it would have snapped his neck oh gosh so which i'm thankful for but (sighs) like i tell i tell people all the time hey i i may not have experienced delivery but i experienced labor (laughs) to the fullest extent like i remember all that yeah but, All right, we went off really long yeah, on this did. one holiday. Okay, so today's also International Kite Day. Do you like to fly a kite, Matt? The last time I did it was when I was like 10 years old. I feel like Clovis is the worst place to try and fly a kite. Right, because it's either not windy at all or 50 miles an hour. Yeah, There's no like gentle breeze. Uh-huh. There's no Charlie Brown day where you can go out there and fly a kite. Yep. Yep. Although, ha- have you seen the new Mary Poppins yet? No. Okay, so they have a storm or something. Yeah, there's too, a right? scene the where preview. yeah, that and that's yeah. how Mary comes back uh, is on the kite. Okay, but I'm watching it and I'm like, yep, that looks like trying to fly a kite in Clovis. <laughs> like fearful that my kid is going to take off and go through the sky and I'm never going to see them again. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it feels like. Yeah. Okay, National Clean Off Your Desk Day. So I feel like were we celebrating holidays last year at this time? On the podcast no. or anything? No. What, then I think that they've like, whoever makes up these national holidays, <laughs> I think they've... Doubled up? Yeah. I think the last one was organize your desk day. What's the difference? <laughs> uh, you 
can organize your garbage. <laughs> all right, here's all my my uh, mini candy bar wrappers. They're going to be in this corner. <laughs> so with clean off your desk, we have to move, remove that pile of, yes. of candy bar wrappers and actually throw it in the trash. Okay. All right. Uh, um, National Dress Up Your Pet Day. I seriously, sincerely hope... <laughs> That none of our listeners are participating in this day. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm the opposite. I what? fully support this day. No. Assuming that it's the only day of the year that you dress up your pet. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean? If you have that urge, get it out today. Because <laughs> the rest of the year, you need to be a normal person. But you're not allowed to dress them up on Halloween? Well, that's different. That's that's a... See, so that's a, my That's thought. a costume. But that's my thought. Like, <laughs> Halloween is the only day that's acceptable to dress up your pet. No, Your see, pets can't talk to you. Your pets can't tell you how awkward they feel. Like, don't... No. This is dress. This is don't dressing up. Don't make your dog a hot dog. This is like a... This is like a... This is dressing up. Like a nice outfit. The sweater. Dog sweater. Have you seen those? Yeah. Yeah. We <laughs> bought into the lie that Boston Terriers, which that's... You yeah, know, we got a puppy have, yeah. last, last July... And we bought into the lie that Boston Terriers, because they're short, like short-haired and they're small, that when they go outside in the winter, they get cold uh. easier. And so you have to put sweaters on them and you have to... <laughs> That's one big, stupid lie. Our Boston Terrier hates his sweaters, which I'm thankful for because they look dumb. It's like my dog is trying to become Chandler Bing or something. <laughs> And when or when Tyrion went out into our first snowfall of the year, it was funny. He walked out, he looks, and he's like, wait, what? what is all this? <laughs> and he took one little paw out on the snow, and then he starts hopping around like a bunny all through the grass, and just or all through the snow, and played with the kids yeah. for hours out there. No sweater <laughs> on. He was just fine. So don't do that to your dogs. If my Boston doesn't need it in the snow, your dog doesn't need it ever. <laughs> ever. Uh, organize your home day. Yeah. I feel like this is on midway through January, specifically for the people that haven't taken their Christmas decorations down yet. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. There was a year that we made it to February 14th, Valentine's Day. Have you all taken your decorations down this (laughs) year? Yeah, yeah. We got them down pretty, pretty early for us this year. Awesome. About, about, uh, five days ago from our recording time. Hmm. Um, Yeah. So we're doing good. Very good. So not not even fully into like the first week of January and yeah. you had your stuff down. I mean, well, I say we, it was Daedra. Well, yeah. Pretty much all Daedra. So when I read Organize Your Home Day, you know, typically I ask, Matt, are you going to celebrate this holiday? And I didn't ask that because I knew <laughs> if anybody in your home was celebrating it. It, it would be Daedra. It would be Daedra. Yeah. Hey, the boys might organize their cars, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All, all the yellow cars, all the green cars. <laughs> it's a good day to keep, teach your children about organization. <laughs> all right, lastly, take a missionary to lunch day. I almost said to work. Take a missionary <laughs> to lunch day. <laughs> take your missionary to work day. <laughs> uh, yep, self-explanatory. Celebrate your missionaries. Take them to lunch. Give them a thank you. They do a lot of good work, y'all. All right, so it's been a week or more since you've heard us last. Uh, I apologize for that. That's my fault. On our recording day, uh, I wound up having to be in Dallas 
uh, gosh, yeah. And actually, I wasn't I, I wasn't in Dallas on the day they were recording. I, I had gotten back, but I hadn't had any time to get any show prep done or anything like that. Um, so we'll get to why I was in Dallas here in a minute. But tell no, me we what we talked went on. about that last week. Did last we? Time. Yeah. What was I doing last Saturday? I don't know. What were we doing? Oh, I remember. Okay, you're right. I'm a week behind. All I'm, these all these weeks are running together for me. Well, and that that's okay, Matt. We'll give you a pass. As I try and remember what I was doing last Saturday, you tell me what you did this week. <laughs> <laughs> what were we doing? Um, <laughs> what? Well, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember what you did either. <laughs> oh, okay. So last time that we talked, we both said that we were going to go back to the whole keto thing. All right. Uh huh. So successfully, it's day fourteen in keto. Uh huh. I've remained in keto, which is big for me because that means that I haven't had any pasta, right. haven't had any bread, haven't had any real sugary, non-healthy sweets. Mm-hmm. I've done it. Cool. I'm not losing any weight. <laughs> it ain't working. But, but I'm doing keto. it. <laughs> yep. So, and we bought. Chris has gone to work and he's told his friends, which I don't know how I feel about this, but he's told his coworkers that, you know, we're trying to lose weight. And I just like, I feel like that's kind of like a slap in the face because some of them haven't met me. And he's like, yeah, my wife and I are trying to lose weight. And if someone had said that to me, I would probably be like, okay, how, how big is your wife exactly? <laughs> They're hearing me and the land cow I live with. <laughs> <laughs> right? So one of his co-workers told him about the uh, Fitbit scale. Have you heard about this? Uh, I think so, yeah. Okay, so you get a scale, and mm-hmm. obviously it's electronic, but it communicates with a Fitbit right. that you wear on your arm and um, your phone. And so <clears throat> Chris and I can challenge each other yeah. and be like, hey, look at how much I've lost this weight. You suck. You haven't lost nearly as much as me. <laughs> But what's also really cool about it is you can name your scale. Really? Uh-huh. So it shows up, like, in your notifications, you just weighed yourself on, and then the name. Or <laughs> you just stepped on to, and then the name. So Chris gave me the privilege of naming our scale. Uh-huh. I named it Satan. <laughs> Because the dang thing steals all my joy, mm-hmm. tells me nothing but lies, and it needs to stay under my feet. <laughs> Not today, Satan. <laughs> Not happening. That's fantastic. Yep. That's better what I th- than what I thought you were going to do. What was I good? What? Well, you were talking about the competition, so I assumed that you named it like Chris's face. <laughs> <laughs> you just weighed yourself on Chris's face. <laughs> Take that, Chris's face. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Satan, Matt. Yep. Satan. All right, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. All right. Have you figured out what you were doing last week? Yes. Okay. So uh, so you're right. The last time we talked, uh, two, two Mondays ago, uh, the update on my father, for those of you who've been listening for a while or who haven't, uh, you know, my dad had, uh, had liver, what's it called? Liver cancer? No. 
don't cirrhosis. Know. Oh, there Sorry. you go. Cirrhosis of the liver, um, and it just progressed too far. So the last update was that we had to go to Dallas last minute, uh, which is why we missed the previous time. Uh, but anyway, we were we were in Dallas, and they basically told him that he was too far gone. That he was that he wasn't able he wasn't ever going to be able to get back healthy enough to be put back on the transplant list, specifically because he had a fall and he broke his pelvis and he was bleeding out into his body for about a week and a half uh, before they found it, and it would just take too long to heal before they can do the physical therapy needed to be done to get him healthy enough. Uh, so they shipped him back to our hometown here in Clovis. Uh, to continue to try to get some of the uh, fluid that had built up in his body off of him, make him a little more comfortable. Uh, so last week, <clears throat> what had happened was uh, he was still in the hospital by Thursday of last week, and uh, they were setting him up to go home pretty much the next day. So they got a hospital-type bed set up in my mom's house, and... Uh, Set up some hospice nurses to come a couple times a day, clean him and check on him and make sure all the meds are being the ones that are comforting, uh, you know, pain medicine and stuff like that, morphine junk are being uh, delivered. So essentially, he's on hospice procedures where we're just kind of waiting things out. So they've stopped the medication that's supposed to help him get towards a transplant. And stopped all that, and they've put him on just pain meds. They don't give him food or drink unless he asks for it specifically. And it's just kind of a wait-out-the-clock situation, which <clears throat> I don't mean to sound uh, flippant or bored by it or anything. It's just it's gone on a while now, uh, and we're all kind of numb to it at this point. Um it sucks, and I understand that, you know, pretty much anybody who doesn't, you know, die suddenly from some tragic accident, this is how they go, mm-hmm. is eventually they get to the point where they be put on hospice procedures, and they just kind of fade out slowly over a few days. Um, so, I mean, it's not, <clears throat> it's not anything, well, I mean, it's tragic, I guess. I, I want to say it's not tragic, but it's not abnormal. Right. Right. So, I mean, a lot of people have experienced this. Um, and so, I mean, I, he's, he's gotten to the point where he's hallucinating all the time and, uh, you can't really have a conversation with him anymore. And his eyes are always open even when he's sleeping and it's just kind of, it's eerie, you know? Um, and we don't really know what the process is as someone is actively dying when it comes to, you know, what's next. You know, do we get certain glimpses of what's coming as we're reaching that point or not? But I do know that I was sitting there last night with him and, you know, he was he's mumbling a bunch of different things every now and then that I can't understand. But every now and then he'd stop and he'd just go, oh, wow. Which isn't something that he says normally. Like like he was looking at something in awe, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, is it just an hallucination? Is he seeing what's coming next? You know, I don't really know. But right. it makes you think about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but anyway, that's kind of where we're at. Um, <clears throat> likely by the time, uh, you hear from us again with a Monday morning update, uh, he'll have passed on, uh, which ultimately will be good. Uh, cause he needs, he needs that piece. Uh, even though they're giving him morphine, he's still in a little bit of pain. And, uh, if it's going to come, I'd rather it come quickly for him. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at. Uh, I'm doing okay. My mom's doing okay. Uh, we're just kind of trying to be strong for him and, and, uh, we'll see where it goes, but we're doing okay. We're doing all right. He'll, he'll pass on and, and, uh, we'll try and get my mom set up with her new normal. Um, but I have, uh, I have a lot of reason to believe that he has made a decision, uh, spiritually, Good. which, uh, which has been doubled up by, uh, our pastor who has had several pointed conversations about, uh, salvation and what comes next with him. Good. And, uh, He's convinced of the same thing. So, Good. so that's that's ultimately, I think, what's most important at this point. Absolutely. So, uh, even if he doesn't understand all the Christianese or anything like that, uh, that doesn't matter. Right. The fact that he, I mean, he's knowledgeable enough, and uh, he certainly knows uh, what the Bible teaches and the morality because he lived that most of his life. He just never really made that commitment, kind of like I did as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew all that stuff, and I just didn't want to make the commitment for several years. Um, so we're in a good place. So, good. yeah. Good. That's the update. <clears throat> uh, Pray for the Cokers. Yeah. But let's uh, let's try and end on a, on a goofy note. <laughs> on a happier note. But I don't like <clears throat> Goofy. I'm sure you do. He was my least favorite on Mickey Mouse. He doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> How is Pluto... No, I don't get. We won't get into that. It's true. <laughs> Everybody else is finishing our thought because they think it too. <laughs> All right, onion, not onion. We have two headlines here. One of them is real. One of them is fake. And Mo is going to guess which one is real. What is real? And uh, you get to play along. So here are our two headlines. Number one: Scientists theorize sun could support fire-based life, or. Man caught on camera licking family's doorbell for three hours. So I feel kind of bad. Because you know this one? I know this one. Because <laughs> I'm a live PD watcher. <laughs> but this dude was for real making out with these people's doorbell camera. Uh, police in California are looking for a man who was caught on surveillance video vigorously licking the doorbell of a family's home for three hours. I mean, he wasn't licking it. Like, he was Frenching this thing. <laughs> uh, before relieving himself in the front yard. Yep. A family in Salinas called police after their security system caught the man going to town on their doorbell. Mm. I thought, oh boy, that is just weird, homeowner Sylvia Dungan told KION News. Uh, Dungan and her husband were not home at the time, but their kids were. Uh, the woman told the news station she was alerted by the home security system that notifies them when there's movement outside. The video helps Salinas Police Department identify the doorbell liquor, so it actually has been caught. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sorry. <clears throat> uh, police told the news station the doorbell liquor could be charged with two misdemeanor charges, including prowling. Hmm. Prowling. 
That sounds like something only Black Panther could be charged with. (laughs) (laughs) It was... I saw the video. It was kind of funny to watch. But at the same time, you're thinking, that is disgusting. That is the most nasty thing. Like, people talk about doorknobs, like, you know, germs and whatnot. Things that a bunch of hands touch, yeah. Can you imagine? Like... If that doorbell's been there for decades, like most doorbells have. Well, and what, so it was a doorbell on the one side that, you know, directly facing the door, but then to the left on the house was like an old intercom speaker. Ah. And he was licking that thing too. And so I'm thinking (laughs) that had to have been there since at least the 70s. Well over Uh. 40 years. And he... It's his new girlfriend, apparently. (laughs) Uh, All right. When we come back, we're going to be talking about seven ways to teach your kids respect. Stick around. Monday morning. We are glad to have you with us here on the Back Row Morning Show here on the Back Row Radio. Uh, Matt and Mo in the studio rolling in this week with you. Uh, we're tired too, man. But we're here. O's. We're doing our work. Oh, oh, oh. You are always fascinated by the amount of us. I am. <laughs> on the Back Row, Matt and Mo in the... St- I mean, I guess it's only three O's, but Studio whatever. on Back Row Radio. That's yep, four. See? That's four O's. See? It's a lot in one sentence. And then at Christmas, we get to add ho, ho, ho. Ho, so ho, ho. Five. But Christmas is over, folks. If your decorations are still up, we're all judging you. And we ain't even doing it <laughs> silently. <laughs> all right. Uh, so I got some bad news, Mo. No. We, uh, yeah, I do. No. <laughs> you can't just say no. I don't receive <laughs> bad news. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I had so. to, uh, I had to shrink look, your segment. Look, not today, <laughs> Satan. Not today. <laughs> I need one of those. Where'd you get that? Uh, Keychain. It was in my stocking. She's got a big keychain that says, not Not today, today, Satan. Satan. But apparently Chris found it in Hot Topic of all places. I know. So. All right. Well, that's where I'm going. Yep. Uh, (laughs) I had to cut your segment down. No. From five random facts. To three. To three random facts. Because we're trying to save time. Of course, we've wasted it. Talking about it now. And talking about your keychain. But <laughs> we would have talked about my keychain anyway. That's <laughs> true. So hit us up with a triune knowledge uh, bomb. Okay, ready? Number ready. one: the number of never married men in their thirties in China is now larger than the population of Canada. Wow, that's a lot of single men. So, a lot of single so, men. Yeah. So we're not, but yeah, we're not even talking about just single men or unmarried men. We're talking about just specifically ones that have never been never married. been married. Wow, that's true. That's a lot of people in China, folks. I'm curious if they're eligible or un. Like, what? What's the deal? Have they just been holding out, or are they just not good enough? Like, what? 
An eligible bachelor is someone who you would want to marry. Someone who I got you is worth the marriage. (laughs) An uneligible bachelor ain't even worth it. Like Mo over here judging a whole country (laughs) over there. We don't know. Marriage is tough, (laughs) and if he ain't worth it. (laughs) So I'm curious. Like, are they just uneligible? Is that what it is? Ineligible. Ineligible. Thanks. Now that I've said it like seven times. True friend. Appreciate it. I didn't catch it until this Number time. two. In 1989, a new Blockbuster store was opening in America every 17 hours. Blockbuster was so popular. Uh-huh. And uh, we even had one here in our town. I remember I was thinking about it the other day. a lot. <laughs> Huh? And that's saying a lot. Yeah. The way that we right. even had one in our town. <laughs> in our teeny tiny town. Uh, I remember driving by it, uh, or driving by that building yesterday thinking, what did that used to be? Oh, yeah. It was a blockbuster. What building is it? It's the currently the AT&T building in front of the mall. That was a blockbuster video. The Plateau? Yeah. Well, okay. it used to be Plateau. Now it's AT&T. Is it AT&T? It's been AT&T for like three years. I think you're full of it. <laughs> I think you're full of it. I really do. Yep, think you're full of it. Uh, um, Mo's Mo still thinks it's a blockbuster. I, mean, I think it's still rolling over there. I wasn't even here when it was a blockbuster, but hey. I remember blockbuster. I remember going into blockbuster and my parents would send me over to the kids section because they always had a mm-hmm. kids movie playing over there mm-hmm. while they walked the entire, okay, we're going to get a movie we're going to get a movie for the whole family. We're going to get a movie for just us. And we're going to get a video game. Yeah. So. But, that was the way, man. Yeah. That was the life. Every Friday night. Every and then weekend we get was a, fantastic. We get a pizza from Little Caesars because it was right next door. <laughs> yeah. Because they're always in the same little strip mall. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh. I remember when I was a kid, uh, Mario Kart 64 had just came out. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and they had like seven copies at my blockbuster and i called saying do y'all have a copy do y'all have a copy do y'all have a copy and the guy said look we don't have a copy right now but one's supposed to come back in tonight it's supposed to be returned tonight they closed at like nine this was seven o'clock i begged my mom can we please go there and wait until it shows up so i make sure i get that copy and she she did it so we went there and we stood there until nearly nine o'clock. They you were they her returned baby. Yeah. They returned that thing at the very last minute and I got it and I went home and it was nine, but I stayed up for two more hours and played that thing. That was the best game. That was a good uh, game. Blockbuster should really come back. I don't think well, never mind. Well, you know what? You Hold on. I read an article and I don't have it in front of me, so I can't really quote it. But apparently there are still quite a few uh, not blockbusters. There's yeah. only like two still operating, and they're you know locally owned now. Um, but there's still quite a few movie rental places. Yeah, and they're experiencing a very small resurgence in the last couple of years. Hmm. They're thinking it might be a push back to that time. People yeah. people miss the brick and mortar and the holding things in their hand kind of experience. Good. Which, and, you know, they miss the wider selection. Yeah. Uh, especially as, you know, because Netflix and stuff was taking over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when Netflix moved to all digital, well, now suddenly you don't have as big of a 
selection right to choose from i I guess they still have their dvd thing but not too many people know about it the male the male dvds Mm -hmm. um but yeah your your selections now is very limited and now we have more streaming services popping up and so different rights are catching different places and you don't get a full library to choose from anymore because of online rights right and so people are now wanting more options and they want to hold something in their hand yeah yeah i think it'd be great and you got there Redbox a, out there with well, friggin' 20 of their slots taken up by garbage movies every week true. now. Yeah, it's, it's like true. they're not even trying. Lately. It's not even things that you hear about, things right. that hit the movie theaters. It's <laughs> like stuff from Bollywood and junk. Yeah. <laughs> like, where are the good movies? Uh-huh. <laughs> not that there haven't been good Bollywood And they movies, only but. get two copies of the good movies. And so, <laughs> you know, if the person beats you there... <laughs> I will say there is a blockbuster <coughs> in Little Rock. Yeah. Yep. Because every time we travel yeah. through, I'm like, oh, there's blockbuster. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I read about that one. There's yep. one there, and then there's one somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I would love to see blockbuster come back. It'd be cool. I'd agree. Okay, and lastly, you can actually be addicted to cheese. You believe it? I do. When your body digests it, <laughs> opiates are released, triggering the addictive element. I, I feel so much better knowing this. Like, <laughs> It's not my fault. It's not I my fault. I have a disease. Uh-huh. <laughs> I am, I'm, I'm gonna, addicted to cheese. We're going to see. Might as well slew. face it. You're addicted to cheese. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we're going to see a whole slew of newcomers come for their blue chips to see our. I have a Swiss addiction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a grateful believer in Jesus who struggles with cheese consumption. Spray cheese cans. All of it. Don't even care. I can't eat that anymore, though. The cheat, the spray cheese. I used to love that when I was a kid. You only liked it because of the Goofy movie. That's the only. That is why I liked it. (laughs) That is one hundred percent what got me to try it. Yes, because of the Goofy movie. (laughs) Because of Pauly Shore's character, Leaning Tower of Cheese. See, I didn't even know you back then, but I know you well enough now to know. That's the that only is, reason you liked it. That is spot on. <laughs> exactly why I liked it when I was a kid. Oh, I love that movie too. I watched that recently. Yeah, it's like oh, I it's... felt really bad earlier when I said Goofy was my least favorite character because I loved the Goofy movie. Right, that's good. Totally. <laughs> right, we got a couple of artist updates. A uh, nice reminder from Matt Marr as we enter this new year. He said, there are 600,000 rivets in the Golden Gate Bridge. None of them are praised for what they do, but they're important. On their own, they're not much, but united, they're part of a wonder of the world. More than ever, we need people willing to be part of something bigger than themselves. So here's to the rivets and the bridges. We need them both. Whichever one you are, do it well and with all the joy you can muster. That's so good. Yeah, I really like that, especially the the... Uh, just blanket truth statement of more than ever, we need people willing to be part of something bigger than themselves. Yeah. Because we are so me-focused now. Oh, yeah. Uh, what offends me, what I need, mm-hmm. and we're not outward-focused anymore. Mm-hmm. Even in our churches. Even in our churches, we're struggling to be outward-focused. That's true. So uh, that's a fantastic, fantastic word from Mr. Fantastic. Matt Marr. Fantastic. From good old Double M. Uh, and then, <laughs> on a completely different note, Casting Crowns' Megan Garrett is hoping to get back on track in 2019 
but's finding that it's not easy. She posted me at 8 a.m. I'm going to get my diet dialed back in starting today. Me at midnight eating a bowl of Lucky Charms. So I'm thinking it may just be the name. Uh-huh. But I feel her 100% here. Like, I woke up Friday morning and I had I, I had already planned. Every Friday I'm doing Zumba. Yeah. And just going to do it at home. You know, you yeah. can pull up YouTube videos. So I woke up Friday morning and I got the kids to school and I drank my coffee and I was like, I'm doing Zumba today. And I sat on my couch until I went to go pick up the kids. <laughs> I watched Zumba on the TV. I didn't even my watch couch. <laughs> Zumba. And I think at least once every hour, hour and a half, I was like, oh, I was going to do Zumba. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that dream's passed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, you were talking about how we had discussed, you talked last hour, how we had discussed that we were both going to try and get back on the keto uh-huh. thing. Um, I have not started that yet. Uh, because with the whole thing going on with my dad and my and all the stress around that, uh, I am emotionally eating very badly. <laughs> and I'm not trying to. And you know what? On days that I'm doing good, it's like Satan knows I'm doing good. And so he manufactures a reason that I have to eat poorly. Like Daedra uh, was cooking something for us, and she had uh, ground turkey and whatever, and she's cooking it. And uh, I'm at my mom's house uh, for a little bit, and I was going to head back over there for dinner. And she calls me, and she goes, so I don't know if it's just me, and maybe because I have a cold, but this ground turkey smells a lot like sausage. And I don't know, I still can't explain it, but we went over there, and I tested it myself. I'm like, yeah, that smells like sausage. She goes, this isn't going to work in what we're making. She bought the right package, the right packaging. So I don't know if it got the wrong packaging on it or if this was some sort of tainted turkey, but uh, we did not eat it. So we ordered pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Healthy meat? Nah, let's pile up the pepperoni. (laughs) (sighs) I messaged Matt, I think, a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, and I was like, how are you doing? How are things? (laughs) That's my, my message now, and I feel really bad, but I'm, you know... Throughout hey, the week, I want to check hey, in. I wanna... How you holding up? Yeah, how are things how you going? Up, partner? <laughs> and I asked him, okay, well, are you taking care of yourself? <laughs> are you eating healthy? Are you resting? <laughs> my response was, oh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I'm emotionally eating and I'm not in my own bed right now. So, no, not at all. <laughs> take care of yourself, Matthew. You can't take care of others and neglect yourself. For the record, I was in the spare room bed at my mom's house. I wasn't in some other person's bed. <laughs> Just the way she, the way she phrased it. <laughs> I'm not spiraling out of control. <laughs> no, he's sleeping on the couch. Deidre was like, you know or, what? Yeah. Forget or, yeah. this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. To the couch yeah, with uh, you. <laughs> it has been bad. I've been uh, eating poorly. So, hopefully, hopefully... My goal is to get back on track starting tomorrow. Won't be today because I get to go to Lubbock today. And Lubbock has Chick-fil-A. And you know what? I'm a sucker for that golden fried chicken. Yeah. Did you know that they released a list of the top foods sold in 2018 at Chick-fil-A? And uh, waffle fries were number one. I believe it. Which I guess I get because they come with everything. But, but they're, they're not the, the best. Oh, Matt, I 
disagree. You disagree? 100%. So being on keto and thinking about going out of town, hitting up Chick-fil-A, that's the only thing that I am sad about is not having the waffle fries. Because I can do the grilled chicken. Right. Right. It's it's all right. It's good enough. Yeah. The chicken's high quality. I'm not going to miss the chicken sandwich or the chicken nuggets. I mean, I will a little bit, but not to the extent of which I am going to miss those waffles. Really? Fries. I See, love I, the I waffles. I mean, I like fries. them. I don't I don't I don't dislike them. It's not like a Burger King situation where their fries are garbage. Uh, disgusting. <laughs> and have been for all three iterations they've had since I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I feel like they're too soft, like too undercooked. And they're almost always not salty enough for me. So am I just getting am I just getting bad batches every single time? So or is the one restaurant I go to just doesn't know how to make it? it, Try the other Chick Fil A (laughs) in Lubbock this time, okay? (laughs) Um, I think that when they're old, when they're not quite fresh. When it's not within that first hour of them being made. Oh, no. They... It's not an hour. It's seven minutes. <laughs> no, literally. For all real? fast food. Seven minutes is the dying time for French fries. Oh. If they're not out in a bag within seven minutes, then they're not making it home. You're making <laughs> wall... You're making fries every seven minutes. That's crazy to think about. Well, only during the busy, you know. True, busy, but... Busy, busy Yeah. Um, yeah, but so maybe ask for, like, can I get a fresh batch of Fresh batch of fries? fries? Please. I hated those people. Well, I worked order, at fast food. I know. I know. <laughs> like, it's uh, no, you can't. I'm busy doing 17 other things. Or try to look and see where the fries are and order an excess amount where they'll have to give you new fries. Like, uh, how many fries? Can I get can 23 17, fries, please? 17 things of fries. <laughs> They look over and then we just drop get, new fries, guys. But then, but then I just want you to serve me the best one. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. We got seven ways to teach your kid respect. R e s p e c t. So number one, let's see if we agree with these. Number one, teach them that all of human life is created in God's image and is precious. Truth. Yeah, I like that. Uh Number two, live it. Live respect. Like everything else in life, our children will learn to respect others by watching our lives. Okay, so that's just difficult. (laughs) Look, it's it's right, but I feel like it's impossible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Adults are stupid and it's hard to respect them. (laughs) Do as I say, not as I do. Come on. Right? (laughs) I remember when I was a kid and my parents pulled that on me and I'm like, well, that's not fair. I wish I could say something like that. Now as an adult, I say that and I'm like, ah, I feel like garbage. I know. I I always said that I was never going to say that to my kids. If I expected them to do something, I was going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) If if you are not yet a parent and you are still living in that mindset, (laughs) I I really want to hear if you can live it out once you become a parent. It's hard. I've only had to say it one time to Eli because Eli comes up I told him not to do something. He goes, well, you do it. <laughs> I said, well, I'm an adult and I can do what I want. Right. You have to do what I say. Yeah. Go to your room. <laughs> exactly. Get with it, kid. <laughs> and then I felt really bad. Uh, all right. Number three, uh, never discipline your child through anger. Yes. This is one of the hardest ones. Yes. Uh, and... Yeah, I, I've gotten to the point where I have to 
send him to his room. Uh-huh. If I'm gonna, if he's getting a spanking or something, I have to send him to his room and then I have to calm down. Yeah. Uh, because I don't want to come off as like this monster. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to come off as loving. You know, look, you're gonna you're gonna get a little spanking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna hug you right away and I'll. You know, if you're upset about it, we'll yep. get through it. And I'm going to explain to you why. That's yeah. the good way to do this. Uh, not rage monster with a belt. Just destroying everything. Yeah. So, no, yep. I don't really do that. <laughs> we, but, but yeah, it's hard. When we first started living this out, because I, and I can remember having that realization of, okay, when I give myself a moment... I'm not disciplining in quite such a heavy, harsh mm-hmm. way. Um, so when we started, Chris and I started living this out, the boys were young. I don't even think Canon was two. But I had looked up all Bible verses on discipline. And I wrote them on little index cards and I posted them in our bathroom. And we were living in Italy at the time. <laughs> and the first time that we had people over and they used that bathroom, she came out and she's like, uh, why, why do you have those index <laughs> cards in there and i had to explain well when the boys get in trouble we send them to the bathroom and they have to sit there and wait that's where we spank them and she just kind of looked at me like you are the worst parent on the face of the planet (laughs) (laughs) this is abuse to a degree i've never understood but for me it was a matter of and i never wanted to have to say go to your room and every parent's different but i never wanted to be the parent that was like go to your room and then their room not be like a comforting place for them their mm. room become like this you know doom yeah. of punishment where right. they go to wait for their life to end so it was the bathroom for us to where i could sit on the toilet and i could look them in their eye and we could discuss what they had done wrong and in front of me i have all the bible verses constantly reminding me this is how you're supposed to discipline this is the godly way of disciplining and then we spanked them (laughs) (laughs) uh all right all right all right not bad number four uh don't negate or make light of your child's feelings yeah. <clears throat> this is like a there's a Brian Regan joke about that. He's all you know, I was at I was at the, the zoo with my kids and I saw another parent with their kids and or their kid and their kid had a balloon and he and he lost it and it was flying up and he started crying and reaching up for it and and uh, the dad said it's like, What are you crying for? Why are you crying? We'll get you another one. Jeez, calm down And he said I'm like the 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 obliviousness of this parent Mm-hmm. I'm like, imagine if that was your wallet and your wallet, one of the most important things to you at this point in your life, starts floating away into the sky. Mm-hmm. How are you going to react? Yeah. <laughs> Calmly? Like, geez, calm down. We'll get you another one. We'll cancel those cards and get you more cards. Right. <laughs> and I feel like every parent does it. You yeah. Know? At some point. They like, fall you're being ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. And they're crying. Calm down. That didn't hurt. That didn't hurt you. You're fine. You will survive worse than that. Yep. Yeah. I can remember, though, my mom always telling me, I don't know how you're feeling in this moment. And then as an adult, I asked her, why did you always say that? Well, it was because her dad always told her how she was feeling. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it was something that stuck with her. And Mm. so she wasn't going to make that same mistake with me. And Yeah, I get you. I've rarely made that mistake. (coughs) But we've all done it. Well, I have seen in my oldest, uh, my uh, wife's younger brother 
uh, I've seen his childhood coming through my oldest son Mm -hmm. in that when when Brian was a kid, he faked it a lot. Yeah. To get sympathy or whatever, Mm -hmm. several reasons. And so I see that and I can tell when my son's faking it. I'm like, boy, (laughs) I'm not letting it slide. (laughs) You are fine. Right? And he always winds up going, you know, laughing or whatever and then running off. (laughs) And runs off. Yeah. Which is the laugh that I hate. And he does it 17 times a day. His little mischievous laugh. He does something. And runs away. It's your kid. Come on. Yes. It's my kid. (laughs) That is your kid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. But when when he's actually hurt or when he's actually upset about something, we do try to, yeah. Yeah. Explain to him and and help him explain his feelings to us and yeah, because mm-hmm. it's rough, especially with having to adjust to the his younger brother getting older and being able to do more stuff and mm-hmm. having his own opinion on things. Yes. <laughs> uh, number five, look for ways to build them up. Uh, no brainer there. Number six, teach them the joy in serving others. That's mm. a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lastly, number seven, pray with your children and for your children. It's uh, the only way my kids yep. have survived. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> pray for them. Those all seem pretty legit. What do you think, Mo? <laughs> I think from now on when the kids make me mad, I'm just, I'm going to pray for you. <laughs> you know what? I'm praying for you. <laughs> Because you messed up. I'm praying for you. And that should bring you more fear than any form of discipline that I could give you right now. I'm praying for you. Uh, I'll let God handle this one. (laughs) Uh, When we come back, we got a list of things that are turning 50 this year. Stick around. Here on the Backroom Morning Show. Hope you're enjoying the music this morning. Glad that you're with us. Uh, we got a cool little uh, little article we're going to go through from Mental Floss today. Uh, their article is 50 Things Turning 50 in 2019. We are not going to go through 50 things because <laughs> we will be here all morning. <laughs> but, uh, but we're going to go through some of these because uh, I found it quite interesting. Turning 50 years old. Uh, now, neither of us are 50. But still, all these things seem to have, uh, or a lot of these things anyway for me, seem to have a lot of cultural significance. Like, I'm like, oh, that's 50? You know, because it's something that's important. So let's go through this here. Number one, the first manned moon landing. It happened in 1969. Is it sad that I'm thinking, oh, that's only 50? (laughs) No, actually, you know what? I don't think so. I feel like I would have thought... 60 or more. Yeah. 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 Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, uh, Apollo 11, 50 Hmm. years old. Uh, The next thing is Sesame Street. Sesame Street debuted November 10th of 1969, uh, including an orange version of Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. Oscar the Grouch used to be orange. 
And uh, I don't know Fun- how I feel about that. And Funko Pop released a special edition Oscar the Grouch that was orange. Really? For one of their uh, convention uh, figurines that they made, yeah. So I'm curious how many people <laughs> own the orange Oscar and how many people have to, like, when their friends come over and they see him, explain they have it. to explain, listen. He used to be orange. <laughs> like, you're dumb. <laughs> Oscar's always been green. You got ripped off. <laughs> I hope you didn't pay a lot for that Was one. this made in China? Some <laughs> knockoff in a booth somewhere? Right? <laughs> I mean, they were all made in China, but some of them are legitimate and some of them are not. Uh, <laughs> let's see. The internet. The internet is 50 years old this year. Uh, April. M- most of the... Most of the Tech Heads site, April 7th of 1969, as the web's official birth date. Uh, that is the day the first official request for comments, or RFC, was published, uh, which included research proposals and ideas for the creation of true internet technology. But it was a web where someone could go, you know, they had to type in like that little number address that most things have uh, still in their back. Huh. But yeah, that was the first kind of worldwide web situation. Um, I'm curious to know 7th. what it looked like back then. Uh, well, it would have still been like the black and green screens. That's true. <laughs> uh, Woodstock. Mind, I don't want to know. <laughs> Woodstock happened in 1969. Yep. It's 2019, 50 years old. And we had that, what was that, Woodstock 99 or something that happened, which was awful. How do you know about that? <laughs> do you remember it? No. Oh, because I've read about it. Uh, it was it was a train wreck because it was in the late 90s. So there was a bunch of sponsor stuff, and they didn't handle it well. There wasn't enough water. People, There wasn't enough uh, porta-potties. People were... Pooing and peeing all over the place. Nice. De- dying of dehydration. It was just, it was a mess. That Riots and fights everywhere. It wasn't peaceful. It wasn't peaceful and fun. Well, I mean, I guess it was peaceful because everyone was on drugs in 69. But no, you're talking about the 99 one. But the 99 one uh, was not peaceful, and that's because they were on harsher drugs. Yeah. <laughs> That's when my parents were like still very much sheltering me. Yeah. I was in their bubble. <laughs> so yeah, that makes sense as to why I didn't know about it. I think I was aware of it more because my family's been in radio for so long and mm-hmm. you know, it was such a big music event. Um, but yeah. It's I've always remembered it as just being the, the train wreck of all time that nobody wants to speak about again. But <laughs> everyone always will. Thank you, Internet. Uh, another thing turning fifty, one of our childhood favorites, Mo. Hmm. Flavor ice, the frozen popsicle that turns into Kool-Aid at the end. I don't like flavor ice. You don't like them? Otter pops and stuff nope. like that? No? Nope. Why not? I don't they know. They come in such a wide variety of flavors. This is probably why. Because <laughs> my family was so poor, mm-hmm. that was the only kind of popsicle I was ever, uh, ever allowed to have. You never got to have one with a stick in it? I never got to have a for real popsicle. <laughs> never. 
And when I would go to my friend's house, I felt like I was betraying my family in some way, shape, or form. So if they didn't have the flavor ice, I was like, no, that's okay. I don't need a popsicle. <laughs> so it wasn't until I became so you, an adult. You had this ingrained loyalty yeah. to yep. flavor ice. Yep. So now I typically don't buy flavor ice. Even, like, peop- they have the Sonic ones, though. Yeah. That are the ocean water and yeah. cherry limeade. Mm-hmm. So I bought those last year. <laughs> But even people will come over during the summer and I'll give their kids a popsicle and they're like, you, these are like for real popsicles. Yep. <laughs> you get like... real popsicles at Moe's house. <laughs> this is like six bucks for 12. I mean, you can get, you can get a pack of 70 for 50 cents yep. of flavor. <laughs> I am the Oprah of popsicles. <laughs> you get a popsicle and you get a popsicle. These ones are shaped like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Not just the head, the full body Mickey Mouse on a stick. <laughs> Enjoy. You're welcome. <laughs> Making it rain popsicles. <laughs> what? You want two pack? I'm not even going to split this pack apart. You can have both. You there have you go. the whole thing. <laughs> because that is a popsicle. If they wanted it sold as one little thing, they would have sold it individually. They do have those. But one popsicle is the two on the double stick. <laughs> Oh man, that's funny. You know what the best popsicle is right now, Just in my opinion. Keeping it one hundred. <laughs> there are <clears throat> there's a brand called Outshine right now, which make oh, their popsicles out of it's the fruit. real fruit. Yep. Mm-hmm. But gosh, they are so good. Mm-hmm. Their lime one blows me away. Yeah, it's so dang good. Strawberry is pretty good. I've had a couple of the other flavors. There's a bunch of them though. Raspberry uh, popsicles are hands down my favorite popsicles uh, ever. That's like my least favorite. That's the last one I would ever buy. Okay, raspberry. so give me all your raspberry popsicles. <laughs> when you buy the variety pack, I don't buy the variety pack that has raspberry, raspberry in, in there. I'll buy the variety pack that's got tangerine, lime, and strawberry. That's those are the three best flavors for me anyway. See, and I don't think I'd ever buy that box. <laughs> really? Oh, it's so good. <laughs> nope. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Those are dang good. All right, moving on. Uh, eight, The Gap. The Gap yeah. is 50 years old. I knew that. Uh, the Beatles rooftop concert, uh, an iconic moment in Beatles history uh, on top of the Apple Corps building. Uh, the PBS, PBS is 50 years old. Huh. It was founded uh, in on November 3rd, 1969. Uh, as a successor to the National Education Television Network, Net Network, hmm. uh, quickly became the country's preeminent broadcaster of educational culture television. Among its most popular series in those early days was Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, which my son watched the first episode ever of his, uh, of recently. Like the original? No, Mr. it wasn't Carl. like the first episode. But yeah, the original Mr. Rogers. Nice. It wasn't his first episode. Like Mr. Rogers for Yeah, I get what you're saying. I'm following you. But, uh, (laughs) you know, he's a big fan of Daniel Tiger. Uh Uh-huh. Which, you know, spawned off of Mr. Rogers' uh, land of make-believe. And so when he was watching Mr. Rogers and he saw a trolley Mm -hmm. and they went to the land of make-believe and he saw all the houses and he saw X the Owl as a Mm -hmm. puppet. He's all, wow. He was really into it. That's exciting. But it's really calm. You know, I've forgotten how calm that show is. Yeah. Like he, Mr. Like Mr. Rogers got on the floor and he was playing with like a little car toy that had an elevator that went up and down mm-hmm. for like five minutes, just very slowly. So we'll go up and we'll go down. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do it one more time. We'll go up and back down again. Mm-hmm. Do you like to go up and down? What are some ways that you go up and down? <laughs> Just, it was very calm and soothing. Yeah. And I could see how at that time that would have been a great way to calm down. Yeah, and because see, all the parents... <clears throat> We're just coming off of Woodstock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Parents are nuts. Guys, uh, we need you to be calm. <laughs> You're killing my buzz. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was really neat. It was really neat to see that. Even I had forgotten some of the things that uh, that Mr. Rogers was about. Because I watched that a lot when I was a kid. Oh, I love Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and and so, Reading Rainbow. Yeah. And I was surprised at how much they really have pulled over into Daniel mm-hmm. Tiger. Yeah. As well. And even, like, you know, Daniel Tiger, every episode they have a song mm-hmm. that's teaching them about whatever they're learning about. And Mr. Rogers did that, too, at least in that episode that we watched. Yeah. He sat there and he made a song mm-hmm. about, uh, you know, going up and down and all that kind of stuff. It was very neat. Yep. Um, yeah. So, we're going to be watching more of those. It's on uh, Amazon Prime right now, if you have Prime. Uh, you can watch a, a selection of the best episodes of Mr. Rogers. Nice. So, it's fun. It's a good show. Also, we got Nova, The French Chef with Julia Child, Masterpiece Theater. All those were on PBS in the early days. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. The French Chef with Julia Child. I, she's my least favorite like television chef ever. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you for joining me today. I watch her and think of Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> and uh, including the body type. She yeah. Was, she was a big Everything. woman. She Everything. Was a, she so was I a, can't... Strong-built woman. That's probably why. I watch it and can't take it seriously. Like, to me, it's just... It's paying respect to to Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) Have you ever watched Epic Rap Battles? No. Okay. I'm not not condoning them because they use a lot of foul language. But there was an Epic Rap Battle uh, between Julia Child and Gordon Ramsay. And it was fantastic. Yeah. Really well done. Okay. I'm going to have to make you watch it. All right. Uh, Wendy's. Oh. Fast food. 50 years old. Huh. Uh, burger joint in, in Dave Thomas's hometown of Kalamazoo, Michigan. Or no, actually. It was Columbus, Ohio. Sorry. The one, oh. <laughs> it was inspired by a burger joint in Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> My bad. Sorry about that, Read Ohio. a little too fast. Sorry. Uh, the book, The Very Hungry Caterpillar. That's 50 years old. Wow. And that holds up really well today. That's one of my son's favorite books. Very Hungry Caterpillar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Dinklage. Really? Yeah, he's 50. Dude's 50 years old. That's who my dog is named after. <laughs> yeah, Tyrion. <laughs> huh. <laughs> I'd... He doesn't look 50. He doesn't. It's true. Uh, Funyuns. 50 years old. Oh. Funyuns, the onion ring. Tastes like an onion flavored chip. It's really so good. good. So good. Those, <laughs> those are the things that I would always get on car trips with my parents and yep. they would hate me for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I do remember every single time I did that, they always said, but at least you didn't get corn nuts like your brother Rob used to do. <laughs> corn nuts are worse. <laughs> See, and I feel like... If uh, when we go on a road trip, if my kids get anything, I don't let them get Cheetos. That's the one oh well, that's thing a that messy thing. Yeah, yeah, that's not a smell thing. Yeah, that's a mess that's true. thing. You're right. That's true. You're absolutely right on that. 
this orange powder all over the interior of my car. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, the Brady Bunch, that is 50 years old. Made its premiere on September 26th of 69. I used to love the Brady Bunch. (laughs) What was the name of the dog? Quick. busy raising three girls of her own. I don't know. (laughs) It wasn't a part of the... The and a dog named Tiger. Song, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember them having a dog. They and must have a cousin a dog that in was like... a big major jinx. The Brady Bunch. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Uh, uh, but I remember watching the Brady Bunch and having so many questions. Like, <laughs> is this the first divorced family on television? Uh, was she a widow? Wait, did they... Was he a right? Yeah, like, I think they were. I think the story was they were widows, weren't they? I don't told us yeah maybe not i'm pretty I sure i just think pretty sure that was the story they like skidded around it and hoped that no one would question <laughs> and wonder well i question and wonder All right, let's get a couple more of these in atms are 50 uh hold on to your hats baptists crackle barrels 50 this year <gasps> <laughs> today the restaurant chain operates more than 650 locations across 45 states does it tell you where the first one was? Uh, Lebanon, Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Where Made from Scratch Fair was always on the menu. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Tic Tacs, 50 years old today. Huh. Not today, but this year. Uh, teeny tiny breath mints, making a fun shaking noise while resting in your pocket. I love Tic Tacs. Uh, what were the original flavors, you know? There are two Ooh, of them. Just two of them? Two original flavors. I don't know. The mint? Yeah. Mint one, no doubt, I'm sure. But what was the second original flavor? Cinnamon. Think? No. Oh. Orange was the second flavor. Ew. You don't like the orange ones? No. Those are my favorite ones. Ew. <laughs> they don't do a lick of good with helping your breath, but they're great candy. They're... <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that they taste good at all. You don't like them, really? No. Nope. I remember I liked them so much that one time when we were dating, Deidre bought me that like super big Tic Tac thing that came out that had individually wrapped uh, like large round versions of the Tic Tacs. Really? Yeah. It was a complete waste of money because of so much packaging. But, <laughs> but they were great. Uh, wow. Huh. You don't like them. That makes nope. me sad for you. Well. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, hold on to your hat, Mo. Oh. Jennifer Aniston. Is 50 years old. Hey. You know. It frames her face. It's a frame. I does hope. nobody get that? <laughs> I hope I look like her when I'm 50. Yeah. Yeah, she's aged well. Uh-huh. Well, I say that. I don't think I've seen a picture of her from the last 10 years, so I don't know. Really? She yeah. does Avino commercials. I don't watch commercials. I live in the future, Mo. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, and she hasn't done a movie recently, has she? I don't think so. <sighs> huh. Well then. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Hey, Boy. according to my Facebook, I'm aging very gracefully. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'd agree with that. You, look, <laughs> you looked weird as a kid. <laughs> I'm kidding. I was 22. Uh, <laughs> That's not really a kid, but okay. <laughs> uh, Johnny Cash is a boy named Sue. It's no 50 idea. years old. You never heard that? It's a classic no. song, man. All right. Firebird Trans Am, 50. The Star Trek finale aired in 1969. It's wow. 50 years old. The, you know, the original three season. Uh, 
The Godfather, not the movie, but the book that the movie was based on. It was a book? Yeah. <laughs> it was a best-selling novel by uh, Francis what? Ford Coppola. Oscar, uh, well, no. I'm sorry. That's what led to the movie. He didn't write it. It doesn't say who wrote it. Why did it say who wrote it? Who knows? Francis Ford Coppola was the uh, director or whatever. Um, weird. Okay. Maybe he was the writer. Maybe he was the writer and maybe he wrote the screenplay. I feel like there's so much information missing from this and it's made me sound stupid. <laughs> uh, okay, whatever. <sighs> Paul Rudd. Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Rudd, Mo. Paul Rudd is 50 years old. <laughs> I take back my Jennifer Aniston comment. I hope I look as good as Paul Rudd when I'm 50. <laughs> <laughs> that's Anyhow. impressive yeah he looks Dang. good he looks good for 50 i will give that to him for sure wow i think he looks better now because he had to get in shape for his role as a superhero True. than he's ever looked True. <laughs> uh let's see quartz watches abbey road uh home surveillance systems are 50 years old nice the last the last issue of the Saturday Evening Post, Capri Sun, fifty years old. Really? Yeah. Uh, pierce it in just the right place, or your whole world will come to an oh end. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Have you ever do you do you remember being in school and having that for your drink for lunch, and you Matt, pierced it wrong? We what? were poor. We didn't get Capri, you didn't get Capri Sun. That no. Was, oh. I guess. No. You never had a Capri Sun as a kid? Not once? Mm-mm. Not from a friend? No. Nothing? No. And I really thought that, like, I would have never guessed that they were 50 years old because I thought that they were just more of a... It does seem like it was like a 90s invention. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, no. But it was the end of the world if you mispunctured that thing. Or you punctured it too hard and you came out the bottom. Yeah. Just forget your life's over or, at that point. So, and I've only done this <laughs> since having kids because we buy Capri Suns. But when the boys were little, there was a time that I punctured it through the other side. <laughs> Not down through the bottom, but just straight, straight through. Straight back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, last thing we'll list is Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? debuted as part of Saturday Morning Cartoon lineup in 1969 on CBS. And uh, that's that's where the whole whole franchise started right there. That one's not as shocking to me. Yeah. Scooby-Doo obviously feels like 50 years old or older. It feels like it came out around the same time as Flintstones and Jetsons and all that, which yeah. all of them I consider super old. Yeah. But when you look at... Scooby-Doo and that time frame and, you know, the way that they're dressed and the, you know, the mystery van and things that were the mystery machine, things that it's very 60s. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like smoke coming out the van <coughs> as they come out of it. It's super 60s. That was dust from the road, Mo. It mm. was not <laughs> what you think it was. I beg to differ. <laughs> <laughs> Scooby's nice, but Shaggy gives him laugh. See, they were definitely high. <laughs> totally. But as a parent, like 
you know, and I think that our generation may do it a little more than any generation has in the past, but they overanalyze. Even like the Disney movies that we watched growing up as a kid, you watch them now as an adult and you pick up on those little innuendos and those things that are hidden in there specifically yeah, for, the, for adults. the adults. Yeah. And as a parent now, you're like, oh, I can't let my kids watch this. I can't believe that I watched this. Guess what? When you were a kid, it went right over your head. Mm. You really did think that it was dust from the road. And guess what? Your kids are thinking the same thing until you make a big stink about it and feel as though you have to tell them everything. Just keep them innocent and Mm -hmm. you laugh and chuckle and make them think that you're dumb. My kids do that on a regular basis. Chris and I are laughing and chuckling over something that is quite obviously an an adult Mm -hmm. joke or whatever hidden message. And the kids are looking at us like, huh, you're so stupid. You don't even know what's going on. And we're like, you're so stupid. You don't know what's going on. It wasn't a joke, Mom. (laughs) You'll get it one day. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for these meddling kids. (laughs) Never a monster. Always somebody, like, wanting to pollute or something and not get in trouble for it. Right. (laughs) Some evil corporate head. (laughs) Just scare these kids away so I can pollute the river. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Are we ready? Let's do it. Ask us anything. (laughs) Our question for today is a a confusing one for me. What's the cutest thing you can imagine? Something so cute, it's almost painful. I don't have an imagination. (laughs) Therefore... I'm out of this question. Yeah. I don't know. Like a puppy. Huh. That's the only thing. Like... You do have a bad imagination. I know. <laughs> I really can't. Okay, so I do think that like you, gotta when think you of, like... see the videos of the the puppies bringing like stuffed animals to the baby the baby's yeah. crying and the puppy's bringing right. like all of its toys and just laying it on top of the baby and right that's super cute right like i would think of that or i think like you know just a newborn puppy licking the face of a newborn baby and the baby giggling you know that kind of thing that's where you gotta go can't just be like, oh, puppy. But puppies are cute. What's the underlying <laughs> element to both of our stories? A baby and well, a that's, puppy. That's not mine. Okay. <sighs> Fine, mine whatever. is, I don't have to imagine mine because mine's happening right now every day and I want to die every time it happens because it's so cute. Oh, gosh. My son, uh, Johnny, every time he sees me walk in the door, he runs up to me and goes, Daddy home, Daddy home, Daddy home. And he throws his arms up in the air like, yay, Daddy home, Daddy home. Unless I'm carrying a pizza box. And he's, pizza, pizza, <laughs> pizza, pizza. But either way, it's the cutest thing. I want him to stay this age forever. I don't want him to learn any more English. <laughs> I want him to talk just like this the rest of my life because it is the cutest thing. I want to die every time. Well, and that's a good thing because when he was little, little, he it was all mama. Yes, yes, all mama, all mama. Deidre <laughs> couldn't use the bathroom without <laughs> him throwing a fit because he was leaving the room. She was leaving the room. And he's also really cute now. With uh, when you're leaving, yeah, he says he says bye. So bye, mommy. Bye, daddy. Aww. Bye, Eli. He loves saying bye. We cannot get him for the life of us to say I love you. No. Because he learned, you know, when I was leaving for work or whatever, 
and say, I love you, bye. And he learned bye was a response uh-huh. to that. Uh-huh. And so we're trying to get him to say, say, I love you, I love you, I love you. So every night we're leaving the room, I put, I'm put, i the one that puts him down for bed while Deidre puts uh, Eli down. So I'm putting on the last night. He always, he always tricks me. So I'll be like, bye, daddy. Bye. I love you. Bye, daddy. I love you. Bye, daddy. (laughs) So go, I love you. And he'll pause. He won't answer right away. I'm like, he's going to try and say it. He goes, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm done with this game. Bye. He said it when he was really little. No, I don't think so. Yes. Was it him? Yeah. Are you sure? A hundred percent. When we were getting him to say all the things over and over and over because Oh, Johnny just like has, repeating things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Johnny has talked since he was like five months old, if mm-hmm. not younger. Kid is smart. Kid knows all his colors now. Kid's learning his letters. We're holding up like the little letter board saying, you know, where's P? Uh-huh. And he'll look at it and he'll grab P and hold it up and go, mm-hmm. P. Yeah. He knows colors. He knows pink. He knows purple, black, whatever. And he'll come up black. He'll point at things. Black, pink, red. You know, he'll say mm-hmm. all these colors. Really cool. He's always been super smart. Yeah. <laughs> Aww, Johnny. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a break. Uh, we will come back at the end of the hour, close out the show. Stick around with us. Here we go. talking about how mo doesn't like the office oh it's the worst shame her everybody shame her spam her with comments saying how can you not like the office and then those of you who are with me because i know (laughs) all three of you yes (laughs) we'll stick together we'll have a support group you'll watch parks and recreation exactly (laughs) if i'm gonna watch something a mockumentary show? In the, yes. <laughs> it's going to be Parks and Rec. Give me Ron Swanson all day long. 100%. I wish they'd have done some sort of crossover. But they immediately ruled that out because they ha- had the same actress, Rashida, Rashida Jones, that was in season three of The Office Yeah, as one of the main characters. It would have been really cool. And you know, I think that <coughs> is part of the reason why I don't like The Office yeah. because... Anne was one of my favorite characters in Parks and Rec, mm-hmm. and I can't stand her in the office. Yeah, you can't stand, uh, oh, I don't remember her name. Ugh. Ugh. I don't even remember Ugh. her name. Because if I was going to pick a favorite from the office, it would be Pam. Yeah. 100%. Of course. Of course. 100. PB and J. Yeah. Pam Beasley and Jam, y'all. Uh, all right. <laughs> I don't know why we're on this. Let's move on. You brought it up. <laughs> Just saying. Bible verse for the day. 1 John 4.20 is, if anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, 
cannot love God whom he has not seen. And our thought for the day comes from Tim Keller. God is the only person from whom you can hide nothing. Therefore, prayer is the only entryway into genuine self-knowledge. Thank you for joining us this morning. We're here every Monday through Thursday starting at 7 a.m. Eastern, 4 a.m. Pacific with an encore presentation at 10 a.m. Eastern and 7 a.m. Pacific. If you ever miss one of our shows, you can find all the chatty bits mashed together into a podcast for you over on BackRowRadio.com. You can connect with all aspects of The Back Row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme-packed Facebook group at brbchurch.com. Mo, what's the final word? Team Parks and Rec all day <laughs> long, y'all. <laughs> That's it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.